and a privilege when we find ourselves in the presence of God it is really by his mercy it's really by his grace many they wish they can find themselves in the presence of God but it's not possible but when God has still given us a chance we want to say father we thank you for this opportunity and um, may God increase it in Jesus name hallelujah Second Kings chapter 6, verse number 1. The Bible said that the company of the prophet said to Elisha, Look, the place where we meet with you is too small for us. As one of them cutting down a tree and iron fell into the water, Oh my God, my Lord, he cried. It was borrowed. The man of God asked, Where did it fall? When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it there, and it made the iron to float. Lift it up, he said. Then the man reached out his hand and took it. The man of God sent a word to the king of Israel, Beware of passing that place, because Arameans were going down there. So the king checked of Israel checked on the place indicated by the men of God. Time and again, Elisha won the king so that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, Tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel. Hallelujah. 
Let us start very well from verse number one. The Bible talks about, first of all, this were in the, the company of the prophet said to Elisha, look, the place where we meet with you, it is too small for us. This was the company of the prophets. Like, remember, in the Old Testament, everyone who was serving God, who was not a priest, that person was regarded as a prophet. Then when it talks about the company of prophets, is talking about that means there were many who have dedicated their lives to serve God by that time. They made a company of prophets. Then, as there were many like that, part of them, they were serving God in this place. There was a place where they used to come together and meet. And meet, don't know whether they were meeting, fellowshipping with God, but obviously they were, they were coming together. They were coming together in the name of the Lord. That made them talking about fellowshipping with God. And the Bible said that the, this company of the prophets said that, Elisha, look, the place where we meet, it has become so small to us. This place cannot accommodate us. Let us increase this place so that the place can also accommodate us. And the Bible said that part of this project was, of course, of expanding the place where they were meeting. And the Bible said that part of it, it was supposed to go and uh, go and cut some woods so that they can build the place in order to find the place where they can meet. And the Bible said that one of the men in the company of the prophets borrowed an axe. As he brought the axe, he was using it to cut the trees, to cut. And the Bible said that that uh, axe was dismantled and part of it, the head of it, it fell into the water. As it fell into the water, he began to cry, Oh my Lord, the axe that just fell down. The, this axe that just got dismantled and fell down into the water, I borrowed it. It is not mine. I borrowed it. And Elisha had it. And said that, okay, show me the place where you have, where this, this happened. When he showed him the place, he took the stick and he threw it to that place. When he threw it to the place where the stick was, the axe, the, the head of the axe was, the Bible said that the metal floated. It came out of water. How miraculous is that? You know, because like what we are talking about, Elisha is the man of God. As a man of God who is living in the spirit, who is living in power, living in the supernatural, no matter the problem they brought to him, he was having a supernatural solution, supernatural solution, because he was the man of the spirit. When he was the man of the spirit, it was the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, which will give them these supernatural solutions. Then the solution that he will give, it was not really the, 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 the mind solution. The solution that Elisha will, will give, it will be the, the Spirit of God prompting him to say, okay, do such and such a thing and that thing. Because what the Holy Spirit will guide you to do, he will also 
once you have done it according to his will, according to his instruction, he will also fulfill it to make sure that it, what, it is accomplished. Like what you are hearing about this supernatural solution. The Bible says that he throws throw the stick. As he threw the stick, the Bible says that the place where the metal was, was, it floated. You know that naturally it is impossible for the metal to float. And the reason why the metal cannot float is because the density of the metal is greater than the density of water. As the density of the metal is greater than the density of water, the one, the heavier metal is supposed to sink, but not when, when the spirit solution was given. When the spirit solution had been given, what is impossible with man was possible with God. What was impossible with man was, was possible with God. Then that's what the Bible says, you know. As a part of it, can we just pass through somewhere to the book of, um, in the book of Mark chapter 10. Mantala broshkata vazontala bahaya. Rakipasontala bayande. Hallelujah. Verse number 27, the Bible says, Jesus looked at them and said, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. With men this is impossible. With men this, this situation that he was trying to describe there, he said that this situation is impossible with men, but with God all things are possible. With God means in the realm of the Spirit, when 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 you are given a solution that are spiritually backed a spiritually backed absolution the spirit the holy ghost makes what is impossible to men to be possible with god is the same thing that the bible said that in the book of luke chapter 1 verse number 37 the bible says that in the book of luke chapter 1 verse number 37 for with God, all things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. That is on the King James Vision. That all things are possible with God. God is a spirit. Then when, when there is God, there is nothing that is so-called impossible. And if you reach a level where you live and you operate from the spiritual realm, you operate, I mean constantly, because sometimes... Sometimes you find that somebody in, in certain times they're in the spirit. In the certain times they are not in the spirit. That means by the time that you are in the spirit, all things are possible with God. By the time that you become on the physical, not all things are possible with God. Not concerning you. Then, but in the spirit, in the spirit, and when we are being prompted enabled, led, energized, vitalized by the Holy Ghost, all things becomes possible. That's why you are seeing the man of God, Elisha, by this time, when he is making impossible become possible. The, the X was floating. The X was floating. How can you explain it? 
How do you describe it? It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't go. It doesn't go well with science. Science doesn't say that. Science and naturally, it is impossible for the eggs to explode. Oh, but not when you are operating in this other supernatural realm. With God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. I usually say that that's why it's so important for us to constantly study the Word of God, go through the Word of God, and we see these things. We see how these men of God have walked with God. We see these things. And you begin, because the more you, you see these things, and you, these things are recorded in your mind that the impos- there's nothing impossible with God, even an ex can float when the instruction is just God-filled. Hallelujah. And that becomes your normality. And that becomes your reality. That reality you will attract it. And you will be able to bring it into your today, in your normal day, in your normal life, where impossible must become what? Must become possible. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that, I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody. Hallelujah. Uh, in in Johannesburg, I want you to be close to that phone. I need to hear you. Hallelujah. Amen. I cannot hear you. Hallelujah. Amen. Be close to that phone so that I can hear. That's why we're in this platform. If we're on the Facebook, I would not really care. But we are in this platform where some we must hear each other. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the ex floated. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Can we go a bit further? The Bible says that um, in Second Kings chapter six, verse number number nine. The Bible says that. The men of God sent a word to the king of Israel. Beware of passing passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked that place. He indicated by the men of God. That time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard on search of the place. Okay, this is when the Bible is talking about, also here we find that there was a king of Aram. The king of Aram was the counterpart of the king of Israel by this time. And the king of Aram was plotting against the king of Israel. Then when the king of Israel would have plotted, would have planned, God will reveal the plan of the king of Aram. Aram to Elijah. And said that. Then Elijah will send a message to the king. And said to the king, hey, be careful of such and such a place. In such and such a place. Hey, your enemy, the king of Aram, is planning against you. You know, this is how actually the the children of God, we must live. We must be warned. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. We must be warned. Nothing must catch us by surprise. Nothing must really catch us by surprise. We must be warned. Before every bad things happen in your life, you must be warned. 
you must be knowing about it. If there is any plan where the devil is plotting and plotting against us, you must be able to capture it in the spirit. And when you are alive in the spirit, this must be a norm. It must be a norm that God reveals to you what the enemy is planning and you, you counter-attack. When you counter-attack, there are two ways of counter-attacking. It's either you do what the king of, Ara, of Israel is doing, where you begin to shift things in the physical, or you shift things in the spiritual realm. When you shift things in the spiritual realm, that's when you use prayer. Then that's why most of the things, if you're a real, when you're a child of the living God, before it happens, he will make sure that he warn you. Sometimes he will even warn you in the dream to say, okay, the enemy, the devil is planning such kind of a thing. The witches are planning such and such a things. There's an accident which is coming on such and such a place. Why God is warning you? He is warning you so that you can adjust yourself to avoid what the enemy has planned to come to pass. Hallelujah. He's, he's, he's showing you, he's revealing you these things so that you can adjust yourself spiritually. Most of the, because most of the battles of the children of the living God, they must be fought in the spirit. Most of our battles, they must be fought in the spirit. That's why to be actively active in the spirit, in the acti spiritual activities, it's not the waste of time. It's not the eft, waste of effort. Because if, like I'm saying, in an ideal situation, your battles as the child of the living God must be fought in the spirit. You must do by all means that you fight them in the spirit. You must fight them in the presence of God. You must fight them in prayer. You must not really wait for them to manifest physically because if they manifest physically, it's very, very late most of the time. You might fight, yes, and yes, you win when you're fighting in the physical. But the battles of a Christian, of a child of God, they are fought in the spirit. Then that's why it's very, very much important. You must monitor your life. You must monitor your activities in the spirit that's the way you must live you must monitor your momentum in the spirit and you make sure that everything is well in the spirit as everything is well in the spirit then everything will be well in the physical then elisha was was picking a threat and a challenge in the spirit he was not picking it in the physical. No, he is picking it up first in the spirit. When God has revealed the, what the enemy is plotting and planning, and it's just that what, what the enemy was planning, he was not only planning against Elijah, he was planning against the king, the whole nation of Israel. Then he makes sure that he tells the king, Maybe from his portion, his party was praying. But after that, the king of Israel was supposed to do something, uh, um, something, something physical, like to avoid such kind of a place. Because a king of Israel was not a spiritual person. But if he was a spiritual person, he could have cancelled even their plan to go to that place, even to think about it. 
I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. When we are we are operating in the spirit, we have got that authority that most, like I said, most of your battles, you must fight them in the spirit. That's why prayer, when you sometimes when you are praying, you are not wasting your time praying. Sometimes it may seem like it's wasting your effort and wasting your time. But praying time is the time to fight your battles. It's the time to orchestrate things. It's time to deal with things in the spirit. When? By the time of prayer. You know, that's, that's how I've, I've, I've avoided lots of situations myself. Because we deal with them in the time of the spirit. Sometimes you must have the time for spiritual warfare, where you just fight, where you deal with stuff. And you are dealing with these things in the spiritual realm, using the spiritual warfare principles, like what we do in the midnight prayer most of the time. Most of the time, we give time to just send. This time is the time to attack. It's not just to pray. It's even time to attack. In the spirit, you even attack. You even dismantle your, your enemy. You even destroy their weapons. Where? In the spirit. Using the spiritual warfare principles. Then as a young Christian, there used to be, there used to be time that um, one arrow or two arrow, one plan or two plans of the enemy will have sent against me. When to have sent, I will succumb that arrow. I will succumb that evil plan in my life. And God told me that, okay, be strong in the spiritual warfare. And he began to teach me such stuff of spiritual warfare, in which I put in place in my prayer life. And I could tell after that, most of my 99,9% of my battles are spiritual battles. And I deal with them in the spirit, in the physical I see a leak. Even when you see a warfare in the physical that you have dealt with in the spiritual realm, it's nothing. It's nothing. You just see the, uh, uh, this thing is, is just an enemy manifesting, but it's not powerful as it's supposed to be because you have dealt with certain stuff where in the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. Anyway, because this is a midday service, can you say my day is blessed? My family is blessed. My family is blessed. Our careers is blessed. Our careers is blessed. Our everything is blessed. Our everything is blessed. Everything is turning around for my good. Everything is turning around for my good. I refuse to be poor. I refuse to be sick. I refuse to be sick. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I will never be sick in my life. I will never be sick in my life. I am rich. I am rich. I am blessed. I am blessed. In the name of Jesus. Say devil. Devil. 
take off your hand from my life, from my family, from my career, from my everything. In the name of Jesus. Say, angels. Ashami. Everywhere I go. In everything that I do. In the name of Jesus. Say, angels. Bring my harvest. My miracles, my testimonies, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, let us share the grace, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all. Be with us all. In the name of Jesus.